moment to reassure. Now tell me why you felt this deserved my attention. Something about the man made me clench up tight as a fist, and... Go on, Corporal, speak your mind. The cloak he wore wasn't touched by the wind. He stood facing straight into the storm, but the cowl that covered his head... Alan Board halted as the captain leapt from the bed. The snarl in her face caused him to take an involuntary step backwards, ramming into the door. Meader demanded, what was the cloak's colour? Couldn't say, Captain. Not in this storm. The torches lining the road were all doused. All I could see was his silhouette. She reached for the scabbard and belted it to her waist. Where did he go? Down the side lane. This time, when the snarl reappeared, he knew he was right to have come. Toward the emissary's home. Twenty men, Corporal, armed and in the forecourt. Three minutes. She flung open the door. Who is the wizard on duty? Wizard? Ma'am, we're ordered to have nothing to do with that lot down in the palace cellars. His words were cut off by a blast that dwarfed the storm and shook the palace. Allenboard and the captain were both flung onto the flagstones. Meda scrambled to her feet and leapt through the door. Alarm! Sound the alarm! Allenboard forced his limbs to obey his addled brain. He struggled into the palace forecourt and used his sword's pommel to pound the brass gong. Another blast ripped the darkness, illuminating the troops who scrambled and slithered across the icy stones. Allenboard managed to hold to his feet, though he quailed at the sight of sleet turning to flying rubies by the illumination. He rang the alarm as lightning flashed red as the dawn he feared would never come. The road leading to the forest was empty, which was hardly a surprise, for it meandered past frozen corrals and empty stables and unoccupied hovels. When the Crimson Mage of Emporis had been defeated a year and a half earlier, the wild border clans had returned to their valley fiefdoms, but only after swearing fealty to Bayard, Earl of Oberon and Lord of Falmouth Port. Some claimed Bayard was also the rightful king of all the realm, but they did so softly, even here in the heart of Oberon's land, for throughout the rest of the human realm, such words carried a death sentence. The traveller stopped a second time, where the emissary's grove met the lane. This would hardly be cause for notice, were it not for the hour and the storm. All the city's dwellers paused here from time to time. Many made it a destination when courting or simply filling an idle hour. Legends were recounted here, about green-skinned people that emerged from the forest and secretly planted the trees about battles that ravaged the land with forces not seen for over a thousand years, about the man who dwelled in the unseen house within the supernatural glade. None denied the fact that magic had been applied, even though the obscure sciences were officially forbidden throughout the realm. But here in this place, the power of enchantment rose in silent defiance to all such human laws. Between the Emissary's Grove and the Western Forest stretched a vast expanse of stumps and knee-high new growth. Over the previous decade, the woodland had been cut back 300 paces by the refugees, 
clansmen, who had managed to escape the Crimson Rider's wrath, had cut the forest to erect crude huts. The emissary's grove had been planted just seventeen months earlier, the same season when the Badland refugees returned to their vales and sought to rebuild their lives. Yet the glade that began where the traveller stood was already taller than the city gates, with trunks thick as a warrior's girth. Some who stopped here claimed they could actually hear the trees grow. On this night, however, the only sounds were the shrieking wind, a distant shutter pounding against an empty window, and ice cracking on tree limbs as they danced. A narrow lane of white stones weaved through the emissary's grove. The stones were another marvel, as none had ever seen the like before. Some claimed they were a gift from the Ashanta, a telepathic race few had ever glimpsed.